Welcome to The Jewelry District, a podcast by JCK Magazine and JCK Online. Today, we'll close out 2019 with a roundup of JCK's Rob Bates and Victoria Gamelski's favorite weird jewelry stories that they've collected over the course of the year. Hey everyone, it's Victoria Gamelski, Editor-in-Chief of JCK and jckonline.com. It's the week before Christmas, so I know for our listeners, you must be crazed as people come into your stores looking for very last-minute gifts. I am among them. I'm still getting through my list, which is kind of a shame as I'm heading to Chicago imminently and need to have everything locked up. It's also cold season, and my wonderful co-host Rob Bates, News Director Rob Bates, is unfortunately out today. He was meant to join me as we recap our favorite weird stories of the week, and he fell ill. So it's left to me to talk through a few of my favorites. You might remember the one we aired back in September about a Singaporean farmer who proposed to his girlfriend by leaving an engagement ring on a cow's udder. So this was from a variety of sources. I got this from the New York Post and from, I think, the Daily Mail. A dairy farmer in Singapore, proposed to his girlfriend by sliding a diamond ring onto a cow's udder. <laughs> Gross. A detached udder? like removed. No, no, no. It was like a real cow's udder. Like, it was there. I, 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 yeah, it was, a, it was a live cow. So the, the couple shared the shot on Facebook, where it was picked up by a group called That's It, I'm Ring Shaming, <laughs> which I'm, I'm actually a member of that group. On, it's like, on Facebook? Yeah, okay, yeah. Facebook, it's, it's this weird group of people who make fun of rings all day. That's like the, the thing. It's like, that's it. I'm ring shaming. Like, I, if somebody, wow. I guess, feels they, they, they reach the end of the line and they just have to start ring shaming. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's almost more of a weird story to me than the cow. Uh, try, you know, so many stories are generated by this group. It, it's amazing. Said the poster on this group, if my eyeballs are forced to suffer through this nonsense, I'm dragging everyone down with me. <laughs> Followers of the 18,000-member group were not <sighs> impressed by the proposal and said that wedging a ring on a cow's udder was practically animal abuse. Uh, it's not great. I'm sure the cow is not psyched to have I a ring. it depends. Was it pinching the udder? If there was any pinch going uh, on, sure. Well, others wondered how big the woman's finger must be if she could sport an engagement ring that could fit on an udder. But I most... Mean- made bad puns. One said, how dare he? How dare he? (laughs) Another said he was trying to milk the proposal. Terrible. I guess the question I have, aside from the ring size question, is like, how was this being set up? Was the woman going to milk the cow and all of a sudden see the ring? And that was kind of like the big surprise. I suppose, you know, maybe they're a couple that that milks together. Yeah. And they say, hey, hey, you know, why don't you go milk? (laughs) And then all of a sudden she sees the ring and it's a big emotional moment. And do we know if she said yes? More importantly. Well, we do not know that. No, but uh, but since it was posted on Facebook, you assume that she said yeah. yes, right? Because yeah. otherwise you'd feel really stupid. <laughs> they they seem to be an unusual couple. What an utterly amazing story. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, that was, that pun came up too. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite it's quite moving, as they say. <laughs> So as we've done these weird stories of the week, or it really is Rob has done them because he's got this sort of secret source for these stories. One, I know one of them is a Facebook group that collects 
crazy jewelry stories, but he's a little secretive about exactly where he comes up with these ideas. And, you know, I kind of love that. He likes to spring these on us and I like to have them sprung on me, frankly, because they're really unusual and weird and strange and kind of goofy and sometimes gross. We've noticed a trend, which is that people tend to consume their jewelry. This one got a lot of publicity, so you may have heard about this, and this is from CBS News. A California woman says she dreamed about swallowing her engagement ring to protect it during a heist on a high-speed train. She later realized she actually did swallow her ring <laughs> in her sleep. Oh. Jenna That's, Evans... That is... <laughs> wrote about her ordeal in a Facebook post last week that has since gone viral. She explained she was having a vivid dream in which she and her fiancé were in a, quote, sketchy situation involving a high-speed train and some bad guys. He told me I had to swallow my ring to protect it, so I popped that sucker off, put it in my mouth, and swallowed it with a glass of water. So she's, like, sleepwalking-ish or somehow wake enough to take her ring off yeah actually stomach i mean the process of swallowing a ring cannot be easy yeah. right have you ever imagined yeah I, I think it would would hurt a bit right it would hurt going yeah. down it's not a and you'd need something like some water or some help yeah to well get she, it so she she did have water so she swallowed it with a glass of water and she said i in her sleep in her, uh, i guess half awake half asleep and she said i assume this too was a dream because who actually swallows their engagement ring so I went back to sleep. Oh the next day, they realized the ring was missing. So they <laughs> took a trip to urgent care where she struggled to explain why she was there because she was laughing and crying so hard. And oh an x-ray confirmed the ring was sitting just beyond her stomach in her intestines. She says oh. the doctor, oh yeah, she says the doctor told her she would have to get a procedure to remove it rather than waiting for it to pass through her system. Oh, so she wasn't just be able to wait for it yeah, to, come to come out. Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, neither option is great, but I, I think probably removing it the surgical way would be yeah. a little, yeah. little less gross. She went to a gastroenterologist and described feeling some pain with the ring inside. That's when she started to worry. The doctors retrieved the ring during an upper endoscopy procedure and gave it to Howell, making for a happy ending. Like, I, oh I, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Bobby finally gave me my ring back this morning. She said, I promise not to swallow it again. We're still getting married. And, <laughs> and all is right with the world. I was actually, when I read this story, it's such a weird story that I double-checked it, and I actually had, uh, got some information from the Daily Mirror. So this is a legit story, even though you may not believe it. It comes with a video, and the video says, warning, graphic content, do not watch while eating your dinner. So I'm warning everybody. Mm. You're not <laughs> eating, are you? No. Okay, so warning, there's graphic content here. Don't eat your dinner. Okay, so... Doctors removed a whopping 1.6 kilograms of jewelry from a woman's <gasps> stomach. And it what? says, doctors have removed coins and jewelry worth an incredible 53,000 pounds <gasps> from a woman's stomach. The 22-year-old patient had suffered abdominal pain and been sick after every meal for a week before she was admitted to the hospital. 
this is nuts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I assume it's not a great thing for you to do. Baffled doctors in West Bengal, India, discovered the young woman had a hoard of items inside her after a scan, including 69 chains, 80 earrings, 46 <laughs> coins, eight lockets, 11 noise rings, what? five anklets, and one watch dial. It's amazing, huh? I mean... I guess I, she didn't like the watch style. She was not uh, she's big, more into the earrings and the chains. I mean, maybe they just slipped down easier, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, what did, did she just chug a bunch of water and, you know, calls to mind like a sword swallower. Like, how does one get yeah. that in there? Wow. Medics, she, she's alive. She's alive and well. Uh, I take as it far now. as I know, medics said most of the items were made of copper and brass. According to her mother... Gold items and ornaments had recently started to vanish from the family home. <laughs> <laughs> the mum, this is a British newspaper, so the, the mum said she had no idea her daughter had been swallowing the items. I, well, one would hope, right? This is disturbing. Yeah. Disturbing. She also said the coins consumed were likely to have come from her brother's store. <laughs> her family said, we noticed that the ornaments were disappearing, but whenever we questioned her, she started crying and revealed nothing. I mean, you have to wonder what was her plan. You know, she must have had a plan. She wasn't, uh, or, or was she just swallowing them, thinking not to profit? I mean, I don't. I think, guess I my initial. Uh, who knows? I mean, I think she was stealing them to make some money and just hiding them in her own belly. But maybe she was just being spiteful and just trying to cause a ruckus. Anyhow, I, I says, applaud you for always finding something extremely odd. Yeah, it says she is now receiving psychiatric help. <laughs> I think I need psychiatric help after that. Uh, Amen. Those stories, while somewhat gripping and compelling, are not my favorites. My favorites tend to be the sort of more goofier ones, like the guy who got caught in his Tesla for 40 minutes ranting, raving. He was a jeweler. One of our earlier weird stories. So this is from Hype Beast. Do you know a jeweler called Ben Baller? I do not. He created a $400,000 diamond and ruby ring for Elon Musk as a way of thanking him for creating uh, almost 50,000 jobs for Americans and putting USA back on the map as a serious contender in the auto industry. So he loves Elon Musk. A few days ago, Baller took to social media to lament having ended up trapped inside his Tesla <laughs> for about 40 minutes. Oh my God. And he put footage on Instagram. I wish there was a joke. I'm locked inside my Tesla. I know I've been the Tesla fan. I've said so many good things about Tesla, but I've been locked in the car now for 37 minutes waiting for uh, roadside assistance. Um, the electronic door, you know, the door is handled by, if you know about Tesla, the door is handled by either the, the push button or the key or touching or open the door handle and nothing's working. Pretty bad. As in, like, there was just a malfunction? And I the guess car it was just... a, a malfunction. That's scary. Here's one of the weird parts, okay? I'm ready. If that wasn't weird enough. It's all weird. After the incident with his Model X, Baller said he received an email from Musk's executive assistant who said that Musk had canceled a scheduled meeting with him. And she suggested the next time Baller contact her directly to resolve the problem 
rather than posting it online. So uh, yet another example of a poor behavior among corporate entities. Right, Come yes. on. I mean, this is not how you handle irate customers no, who I are wouldn't. irate for very legitimate reasons. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to be locked in my car no. for 37 seconds, never mind 37 minutes. My God. In response, a Tesla spokesman told Autoblog there was no confirmed meeting with Elon scheduled and that Baller's recollection of the events with his Model X don't match what is recorded in his vehicle's log. Oh, Lord. Baller plans to auction off his ring for charity. Okay, here's the weirdest part, though. Apparently, Ben Baller and LeBron James are having some kind of beef. So this is what he put on Twitter. What if LeBron called Tesla <laughs> and had them lock me in my car last night? He got that kind of juice for sure, SMH. Oh, Lord. So there's a conspiracy yeah, theory think, now. Yeah, I got a muck here. I think it's, personally, I think it's very far-fetched to think that LeBron James, because just because this jeweler says bad things about you, would go and say, lock this guy in his car. I, yeah, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I, I reject all these ridiculous ideas. If you're a fan of podcasts, you know that listener reviews is what helps make them possible. Help spread the word. Please rate, review, and subscribe to The Jewelry District on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And now, back to the show. So, as you listen, see which ones you love, let us know. We'd certainly love to hear your feedback. And if you have any weird stories, anecdotes that you've come across that you want to share or would love us to share, please, please tell us. In the meantime, have a wonderful holiday. I can't wait to hear how it goes for everybody and really looking forward to connecting with everyone in the new year. Happy 2020. When we were looking at weird stories that came up, a lot of people kind of fixated on this story from June 1975 called Should You Fire That Hippie? Which, you know, I can't imagine what the, what the pitch meeting was for that. Like, hey, you know, maybe... You think people are firing hippies? Or, um, so it says, long hair on men, blue jeans on women, and too wild a night can still cost employees their jobs, but the management decision isn't easy. So we all thought this would be a really a stupid story, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little dated, but it's not, it's not terrible. It's, it says, the youth rebellion of the 60s has mellowed. It has permanently changed the look of many jewelry stores. Once considered, along with banks, as the very bastions of respectability, mod clothes, long hair, new private lifestyles may shock many older jewelers. So these are the baby boomers, right? These are the people who are now like 70 years old right now and 60. You have people who are interviewed who are saying that they like this more casual atmosphere. And one says, I don't like the sterile, snobbish, exaggerated reverence in some stores. That's what one of the consumers that we spoke to said. And what's interesting is that you still hear that complaint, even though we're talking about the baby boomers are supposed to bring a breath of fresh air, you still hear the complaint that a lot of jewelry stores are sterile and snobbish. So uh, maybe the millennials, people are like, oh, those millennials, you know, they hear, they're such snobs. So basically, the story ends with somebody saying, eventually, we'll probably all get around to realizing that only one thing really counts, results. It's easier to fire someone. It's a lot harder to replace uh, a salesperson that does a good job, even if you hate his personal habits. So there you go. So I think, I think basically, don't fire that hippie. I think that, keep, keep the hippie. That's the upshot. I mean, Yeah, we love the hippie. I mean, I think it just sort of 
pre sort of foreshadows the casual Fridays casualization of America yes. that we've obviously are have been seeing and dealing with for at least a decade. So yeah, it's not a you're right, not as a silly an article as we all thought just based on fire that hippie that that yeah. that headline really Especially caught us. Especially since the JCK staff was pretty scruffy in 1975. Yeah. I mean, you can see pictures of them. <laughs> exactly. It's not like uh clean-cut people there, so. Right. This is from New York Newsday and uh, WPIX Channel 11 here in New York. A dental assistant accused of stealing thousands of dollars of jewelry from two sedated patients (gasps) at a Long Island office was arrested and charged with larceny and other crimes, authorities said. What? So, break it down. Okay, court documents state that the hygienist removed the patient's jewelry, a religious icon gold link necklace, and a gold wedding band with six diamonds while the patients were sedated with nitrous oxide. What is even happening? (laughs) Yeah, it's wild, huh? Police are investigating if there are other victims, Chief Stuart Cameron said at a news conference, other patients who were also moderately sedated, uh, meaning they were probably somewhat awake or lightly asleep during the procedures, may not remember or realize their belongings were missing. And this is the the stolen jewelry was found at local pawn shops. Yeah. And and this is the key quote from the police chief. Okay. Medical professionals are given a large amount of trust by their patients, and this individual violated that trust. This is the best part. (laughs) Although she was using laughing gas, this is no laughing matter. (laughs) That was. Oh, it isn't. I mean, I, I don't even. I don't even love to laugh at this because it is so awful. But what are you? I mean, also. Yeah. My big question is: the people wake up. How long does it take for them to realize? Because they're out of it a little bit. Right. After you get dental work, you're a little out of it. How long does it take them to realize that they're missing their beloved necklace or ring? I mean, the audacity. I, I think it probably took them a little bit, you know, maybe it took later them that a little day. Bit. And they were like, well, did I remember? Did I have it? You know, because it's oh. obviously obviously not something you expect. Right. So you're not, you're not waking up and clutching your neck to see that your necklace right, is there. You right. You're saying, it okay, is. yeah, I'm, I get out of there. It was horrible and unpleasant. I'm going home, you know? I'm going to work or I'm going, going home. To... And then, yeah, that night, right? Right. You're getting ready for bed or whatnot. And, and you're suddenly like, you're. You where, go where's to my hunt- jewelry? <laughs> Somebody, the, the dental hygienist stole it. It is no laughing matter. Yes. <laughs> listening to The Jewelry District. I'm Natalie Comet, the producer of the podcast. Our editor and engineer is Levi Sharp. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. We hope you join us next time on The Jewelry District by JCK. Have a happy holiday, and we'll see you in 2020. <laughs>